Greetings, children, and welcome to my chamber. My name is Rotherick Gastblood, and I'm your host of Tales from the Dark Chamber. This week, we have a great show for you. Tales to make your skin crawl. Each week, my chambermate and I read a scary tale that we found on the internet, or perhaps left under some corpse. Either way, we think you're going to like it, and we're just dying for you to hear it. So sit right back, light a candle, and let's have a ghoul evening. Rothrick, you really need to think about cleaning up the basement. There is some funky stuff down there. You sure you need all that junk? I bought Woody. The basement is where I keep my collectibles. Collectibles? What collectibles? Only thing I see down there are broken tables, decrepit chairs, mirrors with no silver left. I mean, if I were to guess... I would say most of that stuff could be sent to the dump. Oh, now, Woody, those are antiques. Old family heirlooms. Uh-huh. And what about all the dolls down there? Were they yours by chance? <laughs> oh, no. They were Repulsia's dolls. Your sister, right? Uh, yes. She loved how they looked so real. Well, I could see your point. I mean, they're kind of creepy. You know, they even look real in a way. Well, Repulsia did like them to look real, you know. Took great pride in making them up. Dressing them. Keeping their skin in good shape and... Wait, what? Their skin? Oh, no. Not real skin. It was a specially tanned leather that resembles a human skin. Uh-huh. Well, it still creeps me out. Not to worry. They don't bite, unless provoked. Um, what? Oh, nothing. However, I wouldn't suggest removing them from the basement. Why? Well... Repulsia did put a spell on them. If removed, they might retaliate. Good thing you told me. Why? Here's one I found on the stairs when I was coming back up. <laughs> but that does remind me of tonight's story. Set in Stamford, Connecticut, Bella has just moved into her new home. 
but things there are not what they seem in Kids Are Crazy by Darkness is Beautiful. Enjoy! Kids Are Crazy Part 1 The Room of Many Dolls by Darkness is Beautifulness Hi, my name is Bella. Now, before I get into things, I was never scared of kids. I would see the odd ones doing something I thought was mindless, but never scared. Until this story I'm about to tell you. It began when we moved to a town in Connecticut called Stamford. Mom said the house we were going to live in was built in the 1980s. As we pulled up to the sidewalk, I stared out the window. Mom, I asked, are you sure this is a place? Yes, sweetie, I'm sure it is. Why do you ask? she replied, turning in her seat to glance at me. You said this place was built a long time ago, and it looks like it was just constructed yesterday. Huh? Well, no one's bought it since. Uh, never mind, but yes, you're right, it does look very good for being built at that time. Too good. My little sister Hazel looked over my shoulder at the house. Mommy, this place looks so pretty. Can we go in now? Can we? she said with excitement. Mom looked thoughtfully at her and then kindly agreed. As I stepped into the house, I realized that the interior was no different from the exterior. It looked pretty modern and had a little bit of a shine to it, like as if someone cleaned the whole thing very thoroughly from top to bottom. Its light blue pastel-colored walls made it seem inviting. But something felt out of place, as if something was wrong. Mom and Dad showed us to our rooms. After I finished unpacking my luggage, I went to go check on Hazel. Hi, Hazy, I said. Stop calling me that, she replied smugly. Are you done yet? Yeah, I am, I faintly grinned at her. Want to go exploring? She abruptly turned her head in interest. Yes, let's go. There are about four levels in the house. The basement, the main floor where the kitchen, living room, and our parents' rooms and the bathrooms are. The second floor where me and Hazel's rooms are, we also have a bathroom, and the attic. All the rooms looked the same in style, except the basement and attic. The basement's walls were rusted. The room was filled with broken furniture, random tools, and some objects that Mom yelled at me for finding. She said they were never to be touched again, and on the first day of being at that house, I got banned from ever going down there again. The attic had walls no better than the basement, and it smelled of rotting. I can't even explain it. It, it just smelled like something had been sitting there for days, becoming more and more decayed as hours go by. But worse than the smell was the collection of dolls. Now, I know a lot of people have a fear of dolls, but listen, I've never been scared of dolls. I actually loved them. But these dolls didn't have the shiny porcelain skin I was used to. Parts of the doll's legs, arms, and even faces looked like actual flesh. The dolls were accompanied by stacks of boxes. We didn't dare look through the boxes, for if we did, the dolls would be watching us, and that was a very disturbing scenario even to think about. As soon as me and Hazel got up to the attic and saw the dolls, we immediately retreated not telling Mom or Dad about the dolls. That evening came quickly, unlike any other. Mom made supper and Dad went to talk to the neighbors. 
Once Mom was done making us food, I called Dad into the house. We ate the homemade spaghetti Mom had prepared for us. After eating, we all did the dishes together. Soon as it was time for us to head to bed, Mom and Dad did as usual, went to Hazel first. I know she's six and I'm twelve, but I exist too. While they say there, we love you and good night, cutie, I began to read my book. I would be lying if I said I wasn't even a little jealous. At last they came in to say good night to me. It felt different now, though. They didn't seem as happy when they said it to me as they were when they said it to Hazel. Did they hate me now? What did I do wrong? A while after they left, I let tiredness drift me to sleep. As I fell into a deep slumber, I had a dream. No, a nightmare. One of the most traumatizing ones I've ever had, and I was never going to wake up from it. My eyes fluttered open. I sat up in bed and rubbed my eyes to find my door wide open. Hazel stood in the middle of the doorway with her head facing down. I decided to break the awkward silence. Um, do you need something? Silence. Stop being creepy and go to bed, I said annoyed, lacing my words. She didn't say anything. Neither did she move. You've got to be kidding me, I complained as I hopped out of bed. I walked up to her. What do you want? I said slightly louder than how I usually speak to her. I grabbed her shoulders and that's when she looked up at me. Her eyes were empty. I don't mean that figuratively, but literally. There was nothing in her eyes. They were black with a contrast of red. I jumped back, letting go of her. What the hell? I practically screamed. Once again, she didn't reply. She just grew a devilish smile that became wider and wider as the seconds passed. What, what happened to you? Silence. I jumped up in bed, my chest heaving. <sighs> Thank God it was just a dream. I looked up to see Hazel standing in the middle of my doorway, just like in my dream. Except her head wasn't facing forward. It was facing me, though I couldn't see the features of her face because of the darkness that engulfed her. I could almost feel her eyes on me. <sighs> Hazel? I called out. I faintly heard her mumbling. That's when I noticed something in her hand. It was difficult to see, but I think I could make the outline of a knife. Suddenly, that's when my mom turned the corner and saw us. Hazel, leave Bella alone. Silence. Hazel, she said in a stern voice. Hazel, if you leave her alone, I'll take you to the park you saw on the way here. She turned around with a bright smile spread on her face and yelled, Okay! I was more confused than I think I've ever been. I saw something in her hand, but it was as though it just disappeared. Sighing, I got out of bed and got dressed. After breakfast, both my parents went to work, which left me alone with Hazel. Her attention was fully absorbed by the TV. With nothing for me to do, I retreated to my room where I began to read. Right when I began to forget about what had happened this morning, I heard a loud crash of metal hitting the tile outside my room, coming from the kitchen. I abruptly swung my door open and ran out of my room to see if Hazel was okay. When I reached the kitchen, 
I was greeted by nearly all of our steel utensils sprawled out across the kitchen floor. Then I heard sobbing in the corner of the room. I turned my head towards the sound to see that it was coming from Hazel. She was sitting on the floor next to the counter, her arms folded and her head was resting on her forearms, practically shaking. Are you okay? What happened? I asked with panic in my voice. She kept sobbing. I took a few steps closer to investigate. She slowly lifted her head. Underneath her eyes had grown dark from all of her crying. Her face plastered into a glare as she looked at me. I cocked my head at her. What happened? Are you going to tell me or just sit there and glare at me? Nothing in reply. At this point, I was extremely tired of this whole no-replying thing. Hazel, God damn it, answer me, I screeched. She did, however, reply this time, by screaming. It was the loudest I have ever heard her scream, and it was almost as though someone was cutting off one of her limbs. I took another step closer to her. She reached out with a knife in her hand. It shimmered in the light as she attempted to stab my feet with it. I tried jumping over it several times before she ended up splitting one of my ankles. I instantly fell to the floor, holding my ankle. I winced in pain as the warm blood trailed its way down my ankle to drip onto the floor. What the hell is wrong with you? I yelled at her, my face twisted with anger. She giggled, running away towards her room. The slam of her door sounded through the house. I hobbled to the bathroom, opened the cupboard and found the first aid kit. I put some hydrogen peroxide onto a cotton ball and dabbed it onto the cut. I found a cotton gauze and wrapped it around my ankle. As soon as I was finished wrapping, I began searching through the medicine cabinet. I discovered a small bottle with a bit of tranquilizer in it. It was my mom's since she worked with kids that had mental disorders and would sometimes lash out. I also found one of my dad's needles that he used as insulin. Bad thoughts warmed my head as I pierced the top of the bottle with the needle and started filling it with a clear liquid. What if she kills you? What if you kill her? Are you really going to have the courage to inject her with this? I shook my head as if I really could shake the thoughts out if I did it hard enough. I took a deep breath as I turned the doorknob and stepped into the hallway, walking with the needle in my hand. My heart was beating in my throat. Her deranged laugh is still able to be heard. I let out a shaky breath as I was now facing her door. To be continued. Kids are crazy. Part 1. The Room of Many Dolls. By Darkness is Beautifulness. Well, folks, that's our story tonight. Rothrick and I hope you enjoyed it. We sure had a great time bringing it to you, and we really appreciate you listening. Tune in next week when we bring you another chilling tale from the dark chamber. And just a note, if you're an aspiring author and want your story read here on Tales from the Dark Chamber, send us a note at talesfromthedarkchamber at gmail.com. If it creeps old Rothrick out enough, we'll air it. Hey, subscribe to our podcast for notification of our next new episode and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to like us there too. Also, make sure you tell your friends about us. Spread the word. Now, if you want your story recorded for your own use or just want to have it, 
check out my website at woodygvoiceover.net. You can order it there, or you can find me on Upwork at Woody G. And again, thank you for listening tonight.